0: hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of adventures in devops this week on our panel we have jillian Rowe, hello jonathan hall hello hello will button
1: what's going on everyone
0: i'm charles maxwood from top end devs And this week, Will asked
1: a very, very good question, and so we're gonna answer it. Go ahead, Will. Yeah, so, wow. I had a working brain just mere seconds ago.
2: Um, (laughs) Not anymore,
1: huh? (laughs) Right? (laughs) No, so this question keeps coming up on my YouTube channel on a pretty regular basis. People will watch some of the DevOps content I have out there and then ask, what certifications should they get? And so that's gonna be our roundtable discussion for this episode.
0: and max out your career. So go check it out at topendevs.com. If you sign up before my birthday, that's December 14th. If you sign up before my birthday, you can get 50% off the lifetime of your subscription. Once again, that's TopEndDevs.com. I'm trying so hard not to laugh.
1: <laughs> I'm well, sorry. No, I, I think this might be one of those times when it's appropriate to laugh.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sorry. And I want to fit Jillian's rant in here somewhere because she kind of went on a tear right before the show and it was Perfect. Oh,
2: I can I can keep going right on that if you want. <laughs> do it, <to>. do it. <laughs> okay, so my feeling, and this is also as a bit of a side note, I have two daughters, and I'm thinking of like how the hell I'm ever going to pay for them to go to college. And my answer to that is, I shouldn't. We should basically abolish higher education because it is ridiculously expensive and was basically a social class thing all the all along. Uh, so instead I'm of doing a happy that dance people, here
0: that you can't hear, like, yay,
2: yay. <laughs> so instead of that, I think that at least for starting out kind of maybe your adult professional life, you should get maybe smaller two to three month certificates. When I say that, though, I kind of mean the route that I took, which was I started off going to community college and trade school. I got a certificate in massage therapy that took me about a year. I took a test. I passed it. So I guess I don't know. I wasn't like a total idiot, you know, and then I actually went out in the world and I did that. And I like I used that degree and I started a small business and I like went and like interacted with people and worked at different businesses. And that experience taught me like so much more than actually going to school did. And then I wound up going back to school, I wound up going back to college and getting starting off in biology and then eventually graduating in neuroscience. But I just think that sort of experience of actually going and like just learning some stuff and then going and using it and just sort of iterating over that taught me so, so, so much and Like, why aren't we doing that? Why are we sticking 18 year old kids who have no idea what they're doing? And if they're like me, should not be trusted, like with a credit card whatsoever. And maybe shouldn't (laughs) even be away from home, just like at all. And saying you're going to pick what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And you're going to have to be stuck here for four years. And maybe after that, you'll figure out that it was what you wanted to do or it wasn't what you wanted to do. But good luck with that $100,000 in uh, phone bill or not phone bill and school bills. So I do think certificates can have like a bit of can have a bit of a use to start off your career after that I just don't think they're valuable. I've never been asked for like I don't think in the last 5 or 6 years I've been asked for any certifications. I work on AWS quite a bit. I think I've been asked like once if I had an AWS certificate and the answer to that was no and then it was like, "Well, okay." So, <laughs> you know, that's right. Where where's I am the with that. Uh,
1: where's the applause wave file? Don't we have one of those? Like this I deserves standing innovation.
0: Success. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, oh, hang on. That's that preview. Yeah. Hang on, it's going on. There we go. Thank you, thank you.
1: Definitely worthy. Definitely. Yeah.
0: yeah. I agree. I agree. Right. Yeah. So... It's still got like 10 seconds left. It's like a 30 second clip.
3: This is a standing ovation. This isn't just a normal applause. This is a standing ovation.
0: I know, right? Anyway, so yeah, I mean it's it's interesting, Jillian, that you're kind of starting out that way because so I went I went to college and I was working in the office of IT and which encompassed like all of the IT, right? And when initially I was working in the operations center, and so it was like, hey, just fix the stuff. Right. And then I moved up to the actual like server admins and folks like that. And so there were people who were administering the networks, people who were working on the servers, and they all got certified. Right. They were all certifiable too, but that's another thing.
2: Um, <laughs> I'm not convinced that it is, Chuck. Like, I don't Hit know if I laugh think it's all those parallels there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Anyway, so, but yeah, I mean, the deal was is like the network guys all went and got their CCNA which is the Cisco Certified Network Administrator, right? All the Linux guys went and got their Red Hat, I can't remember what their deal's called, but their Red Hat Certified Engineer or whatever it is. The Windows guys were working, consistently working on their Microsoft certifications, you know, and they had several, and then if, if you certified in enough areas and you got the big certificate right, you could sit for the big exams and you could get their, what was it, MCSE, Microsoft Certified Engineer or whatever, so, so you get the idea, right? And I think if you're kind of pushing toward, and they got paid a lot for, but but the thing is, is they came out of it knowing stuff, which I think was Jillian's point, right? They knew how to do stuff, right? It wasn't just, hey, I showed up and I regurgitated all the stuff that my teacher told me and then I forgot because it it's not realistic for me to have to know that in real life. And And I'm not saying that by any means all of the college experience is useless. There were things that I learned in college that were useful, but in a lot of ways too, though, it was just not incredibly helpful, right? There were a lot of things that I went through in college that didn't help. But yeah, so I can see if you're looking at something like that, where it's like, hey, look, you know, I want to work at this bigger company or university in that that case, right? And they want somebody that has the certification and they want somebody that's gone through that much work to, to go certify. That makes sense, right? But I think I think if you're going to do that, you need to have a specific career track in mind where it makes sense, right? Because it's a lot of money to invest. I mean, I think to sit the exams, it's hundreds of dollars, right? Of course, the other end of that, and I think this is hilarious. My brother went and got his CS degree and then was like stressing out over getting his A-plus certification. I'm like, why? (laughs) (laughs) You know, people will hire you now. Go, right? Anyway. But yeah, so I think I think the point though is the same as what Jillian's saying is then you at, at least have demonstrated you know how to do things and you, you typically get the certification so you can do a specific thing. But I don't know that any of us have a specific certification for anything we do.
2: Nope, you, my degrees are in neuroscience and bioinformatics, like no. Cool.
0: I, I started a CS degree, but I never completed it.
1: Yeah, I have I have no certifications and the only time I went to college it was for a party and ended with a social interaction <laughs> with local law enforcement authorities. <laughs> I, I, I'm so So I'm, to
0: I'm the only person here with a technical, well, uh, yeah, I guess bioinformatics technical degree, but mine's computer engineering, right? So I was more focused on hardware, not even software. So,
3: yeah. I'm so averse to certifications. I only use Let's Encrypt.
1: <laughs> Cheapskate. <laughs> So my thought, I've because I've fielded this question uh, more than a few times now, my response to everyone asking has been go, go get the skills and the experience first. Like if you want to get your AWS certification, but you don't know what an EC2 instance is or you can't build an IAM policy, you're teeing yourself up to waste time and money because the purpose of the certification is to like demonstrate your expertise in an area it's not the time or the place to learn those skills and since you're spending time and money for this it makes a lot more sense to me to have the skills and have the experience and then go into the certification because you're going to get so much more out of that certification process because My assumption is that they cover a lot of in-depth areas, but if you're struggling and hearing the basics for the very first time, a lot of those advanced topics are just going to go flying right over your head and you're not going to get the most out of that experience.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really important. Like If you don't understand even the context of what's being discussed in the certification, it becomes a bit of a chicken or egg problem, I guess, but... It's not something I would spend money on. But I do also think, again, it really does depend on where you are in your career. If you're earlier on or maybe you don't have a degree, like maybe it's worth it to go collect a couple of those certifications and those can at least help you to get like your foot in the door someplace. I don't know. What are your guys' experiences with that?
0: Well, so my thing is with this, you know, because I like Will's advice, but there's one problem with it sometimes. And that is, is that not everybody's hiring entry level, Right. And so if you want to nobody break is in,
2: hiring entry level,
0: right? So <laughs> if you want to break in, you either know somebody who can get you in the door, which is how I got in initially, or you kind of go invent your own space, right? Based on whatever skills you can pick up in whatever way you can. Right. And so, yeah, then then once you've kind of proven a certain level of competency, then you, you kind of get whatever's above entry level. Right. Those jobs are out there. The entry-level jobs are out there, but they are super rare. So so the deal is, is yeah, that I think that's where some of this comes from is it's just, hey, I want to get into tech. I've kind of picked up a few things here. Still not finding an entry-level job. Nobody will hire me for the basic skills that I've got. And so how do I prove to them that they will hire me? I think that's the real problem that they're facing. And they look at a certification as kind of a, hey, look, I know what I'm doing now are you interested or not and uh, and I'm seeing this in software as well right a lot of folks at the top end it's like it's like which of the zillion places that need software written can you do you want to go to and then the people at the bottom are going I can't get anybody to talk to me yeah so, so how, do you, how do you how do you get around that Mills. yeah
3: I think that I think that's a really important thing to to, to... To mention, you know, and, and I, th- I think all of us are fairly privileged. We're we're all, as far as I know, we're all American. We're not living in America, but we're all of us, but we're all American. We grew up in a fairly privileged culture. We have a lot of access to things. There are many people in the world who who simply don't have the same opportunities that we have mm-hmm. when it comes to getting a good job. And I, I realize when I give advice about careers, I'm I try not to be so myopic that I only give advice about my own situation. But there is a bias. There always is uh, when I give advice. But I, I have to recognize that there are people, especially in certain parts of the world and, and in other cultures where there's different expectations, where maybe a certification is m- maybe not literally the only way, but it's the expected way to get a job or, or a degree mm-hmm. or, or some some sort of formal training. And if you're in that situation, you may not have a choice and you may literally not be able to get a job in IT if you don't have a certification, especially if you're early in your career. I mean, what, what, I think once you've been in your career. Yeah, yeah I think in things, a lot
2: of cases it can change. be quite similar um, to... Uh... But you know, it's the I idea the of going to college take, in the first place. I don't advice. use most of well, uh, what I went my advice, to college for on a day-to-day know. basis, but, but, you know, advice, you know, but I know that I'm lucky in that I have that degree and that that has, you know, at least to get my foot in the door for my first job. I know, you know, that helped quite a bit.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, my advice to a lot of these folks, if you're looking at a certification as the pathway in, go look at the job listings for the job you want, because they'll probably list it there if it's important to them. But the the other thing is, is going back to what Will was saying. There are other cheaper ways to pick up a lot of these skills, right? I mean, if you're willing to cruise through YouTube and kind of filter out some of the good stuff from some of the not good stuff, or sometimes it's just some of the old stuff from some of the new, you know, some of the newer stuff, current stuff to some of the older stuff, um, you know, you can kind of do it for free. And if you're, if you're willing to spend just a little bit of money, a lot of times you can like plural sites, like 40 bucks a month. You know, I'm I'm planning on putting some stuff together on top end devs. I think Will has some content out there. It sounds like Jonathan has or will have some content out there as well. You know, Jillian, it sounds like you're working on some tooling. So there, there are some, you know, there's some options out there for you if you're willing to spend a little bit of money to get curated, updated content that will walk you through the basics of this stuff so that you can kind of come along the path and not have to drop thousands of dollars to go get the certification. And I don't know where the balance is, to be honest. Right. But I think it needs to be a deliberate choice. If you're going to go get the certification, it can't just be this desperation play because you think that's what's going to get you the job. Unless somebody tells you that you have to have that certification to have that job. I don't know if I would worry about it.
1: I I agree, because I think if you put the emphasis on the certification and and again, this is not my position, so I might be completely wrong here. But I think if Like if your goal of getting the certification is to get the job interview, but you don't have the requisite skills that that certification Mm -hmm. represents, you're going to fail out of the interview process at the first technical interview.
2: Yeah. I mean, to put a point on that, you know, we all only have so much time and energy in a day. If, you know, if you're feeling really stuck and you're like, okay, what do I do next? And your choice is go try to find a project, like an open source project that you could contribute to versus going and getting a certificate. I would pretty much always say go contribute to stuff like I do, at least on occasion, hire people. I would like, I don't really care what certifications I have, to be honest. Uh, I care like what projects they've worked on and who they've worked with and can they, you know, play nice with others and like all that kind of thing. And um, I think like in tech, you know, again, we certainly have problems in tech, but I, I really do think it's one of the more equitable kind of fields out there. And that was why I mean, for myself, you know, my, my degrees are more in the life sciences side of things. And I saw pretty early on that there was a much better career track for me if I, you know, like if I wanted to get more on the technical side of things, and basically started to teach myself stuff, just, you know, like different skills, and I learned like Pearl CGI, and, just, you know, a, like um, R and statistical languages and like, hey, you know, Pearl saved the human genome. Will you sit there and you laugh, but it was a thing. <laughs> um, and I mean, you know, at the time, like my my oldest was born and she was little. And I think, you know, a lot of maybe a lot of parents can kind of sympathize with the, a lot of times when your kids are really little, you're, you know, like you're really broke. We had just graduated from school and we were kind of, you know, like getting our start. I really couldn't even afford any certifications, So it wasn't even so much of an option for me, especially since I had already done the school thing. And, oh, I still have loans from that. Those are never going away now. But, you know, like, I just I just really do think there are better options. I also think some of these, not all the certifications, obviously, are predatory. But like when I look at them, I do kind of think a lot of them are. I know people that have done, you know, and I'm I'm not going to name names or anything, but that have done different programs or boot camps. They didn't learn anything that was even remotely valuable or even like current tech. And they got out of it. And it's like, you know, they spent thousands of dollars and, you know, or maybe more. And like it was it was just time wasted. They would have been better off going to GitHub and seeing like which projects had a good number Mm -hmm. of stars and going and trying to like contribute a couple features to one of those.
0: Yeah. I mean, to that point, too, I was talking to somebody the other day and he was talking about interviewing like react developers and he's like it's funny because we do the interview and you know i ask him about building components and they they're still using classes to build components and it, just for those that aren't react developers that's not the way they do it anymore right they use a function and so anyway it was just kind of interesting because he's like but they went and they went through a boot camp where they're still teaching the old way and yeah there are plenty of things out there where yeah they established a curriculum based on what was state of the art three, four years ago, and it's still working for them. People are still paying them for it, and it's not to say that those skills are entirely useless. But at the same time, they're going to come out here into the field, and then they're going to go, "Uh, oh, I got to, I got to go learn this other stuff, right? I got to go get caught up now, right? So now I have to go through the other boot camp to become current." And yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that that's right.
2: I mean, yeah, certainly some of these businesses are. Yeah, predatory. And those ones are not right. I think some of them, you know, are trying to go through and just teach you foundational skills. And I think there's something Mm -hmm. to always be said for in tech. There's, you know, there's a lot of skills that we reuse. We kind of put different names on them. Like I always kind of run around yelling that uh, a cluster is a cluster and that, you know, you shouldn't let the Kubernetes people fool you with the fancy names for things or the Slurm people fool you with the fancy names. It's all computers and storage and networks and that's it. Right, but yeah, but at the same time, when you're going out there interviewing for a job, I think especially in web technology, that one, that one would be tough. I don't even know like how people stay current mm-hmm. in web technology at all, just to begin with.
0: They don't. Um, you pick and choose, I, just like everything else. Just in time people. learning.
2: I'll so figure true. this out as I go along.
0: I was having a chat with my brother.
3: Yeah. life.
1: Yeah, I think that's, I think that's kind of the truth. I mean, I've talked with a lot of people about that, and that seems to be a fairly common thing, and. I don't really know there's another that there's another way that works successfully for the long term. Just as fast as technology changes, there's no way you'll ever be an expert in the latest version of everything. So like every day you wake up and you're like, well, what's it going to be today, Google? You know, and that's kind of your career for the next 20 years.
2: Yeah, that's been mine. I'm wondering what are your guys' thoughts? Because I know at least Chuck has kids maybe around the same age as mine are. Do you ever like sit around and obsess about what the sort of state of higher education is going to look like by the time they're old enough to go to school and like, oh, no, help. Not please with them. But the yes. Loans.
0: So
3: well, no, not, my not with cons- them.
2: I don't put pressure on my kids yeah. to go to college. I think that's good. so
0: my my concern is and, and you have to understand, like me growing up. I mean, I was going to college. I, I think I think my mom would have done me bodily harm had I not gone to college. And I think all of my brothers and sisters. There are 10 of us. I think all of us have at least a bachelor's degree. But anyway, it's my dad. My dad has a doc had a doctorate. He was a dentist. Right. Um, My mom went back and got her master's degree. So it's always been a thing. Right. And I think that's part of the, the the issue, too, is it's it's always been part of that conversation. Right. It's it's just kind of an expected step. And maybe in other cultures it's not, and so the certification is kind of like you said, kind of a stand-in for that. But I, I do get concerned about it, mostly because I mean, again, they they push all of this other stuff into the educational system, right? So it's it's not just whatever it is you're learning. You know, you have to do liberal arts, you have to do, you know, I mean, all of this other stuff. And I mean, there were classes that I slept through that that I had to take, and at the end of the day, I mean, what was the value, right? I mean, some of it, I I feel like there is some value in understanding, you know, broader culture, broader, maybe economics or or civics or things like that. But I I think a lot of times, what they're really trying to do is just push other views into your face and and make you adopt them. And then on top of that, then you look at, like you said, Jillian, the, the cost of college has gone up like 80% in the last like five years. And, you know, yeah. How do you expect to afford that? I mean, yeah, you can get a, at least in the U S you can get a federal student loan or if you're, if you're not as well off, you can get a Pell grant or something, right. Where the government just pays for your school. But at the end of the day, I mean, you know, are you really getting the value back out? I mean, I was fortunate enough to go to a a school where between what I worked for and the scholarship I got my senior year, and and that was because I was on the engineering College of Engineering Student Council. It wasn't because I was doing anything else, right? I was working for that money. I came out of school with like $6,000 in student, student loans was all for my bachelor's degree, which is, I talk to people and that's really, really low. But I talk to people who go get these certifications in between the courses, the cert, and everything else, you know, they drop $6,000, $7,000, they go into debt to, to get these. And so we're looking at the same thing. But the outcome is, is that in a lot of cases, yeah, you can come out of it with a marketable skill. And I don't always feel like you get that from college. That's the other thing that I'm concerned about, right, is that you go do like computer science or bioinformatics or some of these others, and they translate into some job somewhere that somebody needs you to do. But some of these other degrees, you know, you see these people get political science degrees or something or or English degrees. And I'm not saying that they don't wind up in important jobs, but they graduate a whole lot more people than there are jobs for those people. And so it's like, okay, so you're going to show up. You're going to drop all this money to get this degree in a thing that you you think you're interested in. And then at the end of the day, you're not going to use any of it because you can't get a job in it. And it also turns out that just like everything else. The real world's different from what you experienced in college. And so you didn't even get any relevant experience. I'm sorry, I'm on a rant now. So yeah, I I think about this quite (laughs) a bit, you you know, between, but between, between, and, and some of these schools have a real social agenda and a real bent to them. And I'm just like, I'm like, look, you know, I don't mind if you challenge my kids, right? Challenge them, challenge them on what they believe, make them think, make them think about it. But make them think about it both ways. This is what people all the way off on this side think. This is what people all the way off on the other side think. But at the same time, I mean, I took a whole lot of ballroom dance classes in college that I, it was fun, but that's not really what I was there for to begin with. So I don't know. At the end of the day, yeah, my concern is not just the cost. It's also what what they're getting out of it, good and bad. So And I don't know what the answer there is either. My son, my oldest is 15. He'll be 16 next month. And I don't know. I mean, he wants to be a video game developer. His hero is Toby Fox. I don't know if you guys know who he is. He's an an indie game developer. He created a video game called Undertale. And my son's really into that. But I've talked to a number of other indies. And again, you know, I'm sitting here going, hey, I've got a good friend that has a Unity course that, he gave me a license too, right? And so I'm tempted just to sit down and say, look, dude, let's write your first video game now, right? Let's let's build these skills now. Do you need a CS degree to go do this? Do you need, you know, whatever? I mean, even if you go work for a, a big game company, do they care anymore? And I just don't know if that's the case. So why go invest four years and a bunch of money into college when you could release one or two indie games or go work for a, a game firm, having released an indie game or two, demonstrating that you have the skills that they're looking for anyway.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And and, and so bringing it, bringing it full circle back to this idea of certifications or whatever, could your certification just be, hey, I kind of built something that looks a lot like what you want me to do? And is it worth dropping the money on college, on certification, on some kind of proof? I work with a lot of developers that don't have degrees, don't have certifications, don't have whatever, and nobody cares. I mean, I I put my degree on my resume because I have it, right? But I know a lot of people that don't, and it doesn't matter. I I, I don't know. I'm going to stop talking and let you guys chime in. But yeah, the college thing really gets me going because I am deeply concerned about where that is headed, both in costs and in just the way that it all operates.
2: Yeah, I'm here for that. I mean, I think one thing to always consider, too, is that, you know, I guess not everybody likes the term gamble. So maybe we'll we'll use risk. Right. So uh, like uh any kind of choice that you make, there's there's going to be some kind of cost mm-hmm. benefit and risk associated to that. If you go to college, that's that's a risk. And in my mind, it's it's a really big risk. There's the cost associated to it. There's the four years of your life, there's the fact that you could get a degree in something and then go out and get a job in that thing and be like, like, oh, no, I hate this because the, the degree didn't, you know, give you the experience of like what actually working in the job was like. Can I chime you know, in so on I, that real quick? Oh, of course you can.
0: So people may not know this, but one one of the tests that I prepared for was the LSAT. I was getting ready to, to take the LSAT and go to law school because I, I was told that I'd be really good at and could make a lot of money at being a patent attorney. Right with a technical degree and a law degree. And uh, yeah, I talked to so many unhappy attorneys that I didn't do it. Isn't
2: it like all of them? I mean
0: Uh, I know some attorneys that love what they do, but I went and talked to patent attorneys. I went and sat in the offices of a couple and I actually interned for a company writing patents. And I was like, Nope, not doing this. But but that's the point is yeah, you get out and you get get to see what it's like. Anyway, go ahead. Time is of the essence when identifying and resolving issues in your software and our friends at Raygon are here to help. Their brand new alerting feature is now available for crash reporting and real user monitoring to make sure you're quickly notified of the errors, crashes, and front-end performance issues that matter most to you and your business. Set thresholds for your alert based on an increase in error count, a spike in load time, or new issues introduced in the latest deployment, along with custom filters that give you even greater control. Assign multiple users to ensure the right team members are notified with alerts linked directly to the issue in Raygun, taking you to the root cause faster. Never miss another mission-critical issue in your software again. Try Raygun alerting today and create a world-class issue resolution workflow that gives you and your customer peace of mind. Visit raygun.com to learn more. Their simple usage plans start from as little as $4 per month with unlimited apps and users. That's raygun.com to start your free 14-day trial.
2: But after four years, after four years, and I mean, I'm looking at the cost of college by the time my kids go, and it's like, Mm-hmm. I think the projected cost of like a public university, by the way, I'm not talking like MIT or Harvard. I'm talking, you know, University of New Hampshire is going to be like two hundred to $300,000 per kid. And I got two is of those. Is that tuition,
0: <laughs> books? Uh, I think that's supposed to be kind of all
2: inclusive, like everything. Okay. Yeah, uh, tuition, books, room and board yeah like no no scholarships or anything like that and i know for myself in the u.s they do this thing called the i forget what it is but it's this calculation of like how much your parents should be able to contribute to your education Mm -hmm. and mine was zero it was zero dollars my parents were expected to contribute zero dollars to my education because economically that's uh where we were at and i mean it's not like all of my schooling got paid for in terms of you know pell grants or um, like other kinds of grants and things a lot of that a lot of that i was lucky i had the federal student loans, which the interest didn't start on until after. But yeah, I don't like So, you know, so I think of this a lot in terms of, OK, what what would I tell my own kids and my own kids? I mean, I'm really leaning towards the side of like, hey, you know, let's find you a boot camp or a program or something. You go, you do it for whatever it is, six months, eight months, something like that. And then you go out and you actually use it. And I just think that kind of feedback loop of actually I'm going to learn something. I'm going to go out and kind of test how I like it in the real world. So I'm going to go and I'm going to start to build skills is just so much more important than going to college. I also have kind of a lot of issues with education in general because I'm really dyslexic and school was always really, really hard for me. And I have, you know, maybe some bottled up emotional issues about that as well. But I kind of see my kids on like a very similar path. I don't, I don't want to give out too much personal information about them. But, you know, like college college isn't for everybody, the way that it's structured, the way that the tests are. Uh, so this day, I still have a really hard time with tests. So if, even if somebody tried to tell me, go get a certification, and it involved a multiple choice test. It is highly unlikely I could actually pass that. So I just don't think I would do it.
0: Right. I just got a warning on your end, Will, by the way. So yeah, just browsers limiting storage. Yeah, okay.
1: I saw that too. I'm at 3% uploaded. I don't know what's going on. I, I think I know what's going on up there, but I'm working on it. I guess that's you. Okay.
2: Are. Maybe you need a certification in network storage.
0: I do. <laughs> well, it's browser storage.
2: Whatever. It's all anyway. network to me.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it's somebody's network
0: (laughs) yeah but yeah I mean it's funny too because you're talking about hey let's send you to a boot camp or let's do this that or the other and I I have two I mean all of this is anecdotal right and I don't know if there's good data yet on your likelihood of this that or the other based on going to a boot camp or college or whatever but a friend of mine actually pulled his daughter out of high school and sent her to a boot camp and that really didn't work out Right. She wound up just a year behind in, in high school and she had some skills, but it just it, it didn't go for her. Right. So it's not going to be a fit for everybody. But I have a cousin who w- went to the same university I did and he was studying computer science. And he eventually dropped out because he found a job that was going to pay him what he wanted to get paid. And I had told him two years earlier, I said, drop out. <laughs> his, his dad didn't like my advice. I, I told him to drop out. I told him to go to a boot camp. And then, yeah, I told him, look, you'll be making in two years what you otherwise will be making in four.
2: I mean, and it's just the math there. Exactly what you said. What is what is the risk there? If you go to college, that's, you know, potentially four years. And I mean, say around like one hundred thousand dollars or something if you don't get any scholarships or anything like that. Whereas if you're Mm -hmm. doing a certification or a boot camp, that's I mean, how much like most of the Udacity certificates are what around like two to three thousand now. So. I don't know. If, if somebody, if somebody was like really early on and was kind of framing it like that, you know, like maybe either they hadn't had, uh, you know, they're very early in their adult life and trying to figure out how to even start and it's college versus certification. Yeah. Then I would probably say go get a certification. Although be careful, look for something where you're actually building projects as opposed to answering multiple choice questions, you know, or the same thing, maybe somebody who already has a degree in something and is looking for a career shift. I would never recommend somebody in that circumstance to go back to school or even really to get a certification. Even then I would still say, go, go and like try to build stuff.
0: Yeah.
3: So as I was telling myself, I believe I've been asked one time for a certification in my career, and that was after I had given a presentation on on some networking at a local Linux futures group, and somebody came up to me and said, you did a really great presentation. Would you be interested in teaching Linux certifications? Uh, and by the way, do you have a Red Hat certification? I was like, <laughs> nope and nope. <laughs> so, yeah, I've never really needed a certification. I mean, I've, I've maybe had a few recruiters ask just mm-hmm. when they're going through the checklist of, of my, my background. But otherwise, I've never been asked for a certification. So I, I agree with, I think, what everybody's been saying, that they're generally not required. Unless you live in a country or culture where they yeah. are. The only one that and I it, really
2: it, even can think of, though, is South Africa, like in terms required. of. But that's because they still have a very like apprentice based, like higher education. So it's it's quite a lot more common instead of going to university to go do like an apprenticeship. So I actually I worked at Wild Cornell Medical College for some time and we had quite a few people from South Africa. And I think they were the only guys without degrees. So without like a bachelor's degree. And that's because in South Africa, this uh, apprenticeship model is so much more common. So there's your I interesting benefit trivia from that. The show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that's I'm, great. Like, why not?
0: Yeah. I mean, if you're in a country or a culture where you feel like there's a more heavy emphasis on the certificate, I mean, leave a comment, right? We'd love to hear about it. And, you know, maybe have you on and just talk through, OK, so you're in whatever country. What did we miss? Right. Because, yeah, we do have a kind of a U.S. centric ish worldview. I mean, not all of us live in the U.S. right now, but we're all we all grew up here. So. So is there anything else that we want to dive on on this or.
2: You guys know of any especially good, uh, you know, in case somebody is listening to this and feeling really stuck and they are thinking, I want to go do a certification. What are some, you know, good certifications or boot camps or something they could go like go and look at?
3: I think as far as Mm -hmm. career value goes. AWS certs are probably one of, at the top of the list. I mean, so if you if you are going to go for a cert, I don't know where to get them. I, I imagine I've never cared as I just told you I've never had a. You have to go someplace, but like, um, you have to like
2: physically show up. someplace.
0: I, yeah, I
3: think AWS certs are really high. On yeah, the list. they
0: they have a listing Pro- probably, but you, yeah, those, you can look nice it certified up. Certified teachers, right? You can look it up right, and uh, figure uh, out where trainers. to go to at least yeah. sit for the exam. Right, as far as courses go, I would imagine mm-hmm. they're not hard to figure out where to get either, just because. I'm sure those people are pouring tons of money into Facebook and Google ads, so but but do your homework, right? Make sure that they're a legit place that's teaching you how to get the cert, that they have some kind of guarantee or at least Anyway, some reputable thing where you can validate that they're going to get you what you need. I agree on the AWS cert. I I have a number of friends that have gotten AWS certs and then have actually worked in like Google Cloud or Azure or some of the other clouds that are out there. And it's because a lot of the offerings are fairly similar, even if the APIs aren't.
2: It's all the same stuff all the time.
0: Right. Yeah, mostly. So It's all a computer. Yeah, it is. It's all it's all computers, networks. Yeah, I mean, so the ideas are the same, right? And the offerings are usually pretty close to the same. It's it's literally just, oh, well, we want you to interface with it through this REST API as opposed to this other different REST API that's structured different. And so you can figure that out. Yeah. Though it, I will also put forward that within some markets, there is sometimes more of a focus on a different area, like a different cloud or a different this or a different that. So if you if you are in one of those markets, I would just talk to people and see what's getting them where that where they are that you want to be at and then maybe an Azure certification or a I don't know if Google has one, but anyway, uh, some sure kind of certification going the other way. Well, yeah. I'm sure they do yeah, They're, they they're do. Google. I, I it may make more sense. Summary.
1: I think that's a, the a good takeaway there is the best certification to get is the one that people are asking you for.
0: Yeah. Um, but at the same time, the AWS one is Fairly transferable, even if you're not working in AWS. That's yep. why I like Jonathan's answer. So, lacking any other knowledge, that's what I tell you to go for. Yeah,
2: this isn't quite the same thing, but if you have a business registered in certain countries, uh, I know the United States is one of them, I don't remember the rest. You can get registered to sell things on the AWS marketplace, and that does not require an AWS certification but then there's like another program called AWS IQ and that does which I think I've been asked about like once or twice but it never I don't know it never became enough of an issue that I was going to go take time out for making money to go sit in a test
3: so what you're saying is that's a reason yeah. that you would need to yeah if
2: a you cert, wanted to get right? registered specifically within the AWS IQ program so that's like uh you know vendors or contractors or whoever can go sign up to be and the AWS Special Club of Contractors, I guess. And then they're certified and AWS does at least some kind of background check. Whereas to just be registered in the AWS marketplace, I don't really think there was anything there. They asked me for like a sort of my business information, um, like the numbers that I was incorporated under in a website. And that was and then I think it took like a couple of days and I got approved. So there was that. Nice.
0: I guess the only other thing that I would put forward is a lot of or I've seen some of the clouds, like I know Azure offers it. I can't remember if AWS has it, but for at least small businesses, they offer a free tier for at least a couple of months. And so up to a certain amount of usage for a few months. And they, I think they may actually offer it to individuals as well. You can, you know, you can get in and try it. And so if you want to go sign up for that while you're studying to get the certificate, that may also be a way to go or go sign up for it and then work through a course or whatever.
2: I was just going to say for AWS and I think for quite a lot of the other cloud providers, if you have a business, you get startup credits and they're really not hard to get. I got like 10,000 when I was starting out and I didn't have like a product or like I, I had like me and like a website. And that was it. It was pretty much just because, you know, it's just kind of a standard thing they give if you've incorporated within, I think, the last like five years or something. So, you know, in terms of uh, kind of cost versus benefit, you could go pay whatever it is, a couple hundred dollars to incorporate your company and then go get 10,000 in credits from AWS and go and just start building stuff. Or you could actually go pay to get a certification I just get cheaper and cheaper, like as time goes on. I've noticed. I'm like, <laughs> you expect for me to pay for something? That's not the way that the money is supposed to flow. Like absolutely not. You got kids' um,
0: college to pay for. You got to pinch those pennies.
2: Oh, I know. Geez, I have daughters, and they like to shop. You guys, it's really it's it's struggling <laughs> real for me over here. If we were going to point out other good certifications, I actually went into half of the Udacity Machine Learning Engineer Program a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. And that was that was really good. And I think um, they help a lot of people with job placement and things like that, too. So I'm not going to name names, but I'll name names for good people. They're good as far as I know.
0: Yeah. And ML is an area where ops expertise is desperately needed. So it's a good place to be.
2: Yeah. Data science, biotech. yep, Any kind of computer vision stuff. It's all, all right, about good the metaverse. Deal. All about the what?
1: The metaverse.
2: Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get me started. All right, let's do picks. <laughs> Hi, this is Charles Maxwood from Top End Devs. And lately I've been coaching some people on starting some podcasts and in some cases, just taking their career to the next level. You know, whether you're beginner going to intermediate intermediate going to advanced, whether you're trying to get noticed in the community or go freelance. I've been helping these folks figure out how to get in front of people, how to build relationships and how to build their careers and max out and, and just go to the next level. So if you're interested in talking to me and having me help you go to the next level, go to topendevs.com slash coaching. I will give you a one hour free session where we can figure out what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go and figure out what the next steps are. And then from there, we can figure out how to get you to the place you want to go. So once again, that's topendevs.com slash coaching. Jonathan, do you want to start us off with picks?
3: Yeah, I have two today. So the first one, since we're talking about certifications, is something that's completely unrelated to certifications. If you want some training, that will not give you a certification but might help you learn something. I have a course that I'm offering and for Black Friday, I'm giving 80% off. So it's usually 50 euros, but if you use the coupon code Black Friday 2021 you'll get 80% off. Go to jhall.io slash blackfriday and it's called ship better code faster. It's a five part self-paced video course. It's really kind of an introduction to DevOps for devs. That's kind of what it is. So it talks about some dev stuff, talks about some ops stuff, talks about what DevOps is. So I'm making that offer to any listeners. My second pick is a TEDx talk that I watched two days ago. It's by Graham Shaw from TEDx TEDxHole. The title of the talk is Why People Believe They Can't Draw and How to Prove That They can I decided I wanted to learn to write to draw some cartoons. So I I, I Googled and I found this guy. It's a fifteen-minute talk. I watched this talk, and then I spent a few, uh, half an hour looking for some art supplies on Amazon. I ordered them. They arrived today. Thirty minutes later, I'd written my first cartoon strip, and I and I sent it to my daily mailing list. So I I, I have literally thirty minutes of experience as a cartoonist plus fifteen minutes of watching this video. And I have compl- I've already gotten compliments from friends about my cartooning skills. I, I, I'm not great. I'm not Gary Larson, but I have to say it feels really good to, after only 30 minutes in this video, I can draw some really basic cartoons. So if you think that would be fun, definitely check out this video. It's the best 15 minutes you'll spend this week on learning an artistic skill. I guarantee it. Awesome.
2: That's fun. Nice.
3: Will, what are your picks?
1: So... I was going to try to make a joke about my pick this week was some uh, some crypto altcoin or NFT, but I couldn't work out the punchline. So I'll just go with my real picks. So my first pick is going to be The Almanac of Naval Ravikant by Eric Jorgensen. Super cool book. I've read it multiple times. And if you're not familiar with Naval Ravikant, he's, I think he's best known for being uh, a, an investor in startup companies. But I think he's also like a modern day philosopher. And so this book is just a collection of different things he's written over the years on a bunch of different topics like um, education for one and finance and relationships and social conventions and different things like that. Super cool book, definitely worth checking out. The other pick I have is for sheer entertainment purposes. And it's a video on YouTube from the O'Keeffe Music Foundation, who works with kids to to record music, and some very talented kids. So the video I'm gonna pick is, it's a cover of a song called 46 and 2 from a band called Tool. That's a, a little bit heavier style of music, if you're not familiar with Tool, but it's got these kids doing the cover of it that's pretty cool. So I'll pick that, and then if you're not into Tool, We'll work on that in a future podcast episode. But meanwhile, they also do a lot of covers of other other songs on their YouTube channel. So their YouTube channel is definitely worth checking out just because there's some cool stuff in there. One I just noticed right before the podcast is an eight year old girl doing a cover of Pantera's Walk. And I'm as soon as we're done here, I'm just going to go check that out because I got to hear what that sounds like. <laughs>
0: nice. All right, Jillian, what are your picks?
2: So since we're talking about certifications, I actually have a free Docker for Data Scientists course. It is on YouTube, and it was in collaboration with STEM Away. They are a startup that's offering STEM education, and they're very project-based. And you know, they're all good folks. It's all free to the uh, it's all free for the students. They charge the employers, which I'm like, yes, good for you. So I helped them with some of their data science infrastructure, and then. Uh, you know, talk about it on YouTube. So my YouTube channel is bioinformatics on AWS, and I'm hoping to kind of resurrect it this year and, you know, start putting some more time into it, a little bit less time on client work and a little bit more time on creating content and whatnot, because I figured that will be fun. And then I'm also rereading a book series. I read it when, like, I was a teenager, and I don't even know how it popped into my head. The first book is called Memory of Fire, and it's by an author named Holly... What is it? Holly... I don't know if it's Lisol or Lysol I L I S L E and I know it's just a really good book and the other one that I was reading this is a young adult so this is one of my books with my kids picks is called the homeward bounders and it's uh, I think it's kind of a classic it's by Diana wine Jones and it's just it's really good and it kind of I think it's the first book that my older daughter read that had like world hopping fantasy in it which is like probably my favorite sub genre of fantasy so it was just really cool for her to kind of watch her experience that for the first time Um, yeah that's it for me
0: awesome All right, I am going to jump in with a few picks. So the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to do the board game pick. And this one is going to, I'm going to pick Steampunk Rally. I heard somebody snicker. (laughs) That was me. (laughs) So the one that I've played is actually not the original game. It's uh, Steampunk Rally Fusion. And so uh, just to give you a rundown on how it works. So you start out with your basic machine and your pilot. And so the pilots are like famous inventors or people. So you have like Amelia Earhart, you know, these people. And then you've got these machines and they've got like connection points where you can add on to the machine. And then you roll dice and you roll the dice to activate the parts of the machine to get you down the course. And when you cross the finish line, you win. Or if you cross the finish line and you're furthest past the finish line at the end of the round, you win. But anyway, it's it's pretty fun and they've got uh, kind of wild card dice and they've got other cards that give you boosts or that you can use against other players because, of course, you have to be able to play against other players. And anyway, it's, it's a super fun game. It's relatively simple. And I say relatively because it's not like it's not completely straightforward. You know, you'd have to read the instructions in order to just play it. But it it's a fun game, and I've I've really enjoyed playing it. So I'm gonna pick that. And then I've been working on top end devs as as well, and I think I picked off zero before because uh, it's awesome. And then I've been trying to hook up Stripe, and I just have to say Stripe made it harder. Like I've hooked up Stripe to other apps before, and uh, they got rid of the Stripe Connect modal payment thing. Gumroad. So you-
2: That's what I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they have a really simple API to use to get like hooked up to payments and stuff.
0: Uh huh. I wound up setting uh, that
2: up for client last week, so that's, right. that's My other pick, I guess.
0: the The thing is, is I need to do account management and stuff back on top end devs with the custom development I'm using doing so. Anyway, mm. so that that kind of ticked me off, but it's working out. One other thing that I am using that has made it a lot easier is uh, Stimulus, which is a JavaScript library. It's kind of in the vein of jQuery, except it's way simpler. And so, yeah, you just kind of use it where you need it on your page instead of letting React or something take over your whole website. And I really, really like it. So I'm going to pick uh, Stimulus as well. And then also in the vein of Jonathan doing calling out Black Friday deal, I'm going to be posting a bonus episode for a course on mental toughness. I know some people just struggle with life being hard. And we've kind of talked about some of that just tangentially with, hey, you know, my real issue is, is I can't find an entry level job. Not I need the cert. If you're struggling, this course is really great. It's been put together by a friend of mine and I just talked to him about it. Right. But he he threw out like this killer deal on uh, the coupon code. So um, I'll drop the episode in the feed probably here within the next week as we record this. And, uh, yeah, go check that out because I'm hoping it helps some folks out. And then the last pick is my birthday. (laughs) So my birthday is December 14th. I'm finally going to be old enough to know the answer to life, the universe and everything. If you get the reference. (laughs) Um, So anyway, I'm um, I'm doing Top End Devs pre-launch sale and the pre-launch sale runs through my birthday. So if you've wanted to do something nice for me for the last 10 or so years that I've been podcasting, go sign up for top end devs and you'll get 50% off on my birthday or the day after my birthday, I'm going to tick it over and it's going to be full price. So anyway, yeah, that's been the Christmas strike sale thing. though.
2: Christmas is my favorite shopping season. <laughs>
1: yeah. Just
0: Maybe for Christmas, I'll throw in an extra bonus thingy or something. Anyway, those are my picks and that that's what I got. So let's go ahead and wrap up. Thanks you all uh, both for being here. And until next time, folks max out. Bye bye. Later.